Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, a futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the market, some career advice, and let you know what I'm geeked out about. So before I hop into today's news and updates, Go ahead, if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button, subscribe if you're not already subscribed. If you want all these podcast episodes in your email inbox, subscribe to the Substack. It's free, editionpod.substack.com. Um, I'm also on Twitter, at editionpod for the podcast, or at Addie And I'm also on TikTok, at editionpod. And if you're listening on the podcast player, go ahead and follow or subscribe and leave me a five-star review if you are enjoying the show. And of course, share this podcast with anyone who needs this information and support. Okay, so let's get into it. So let's start with the crypto market. So Bitcoin, in the past seven days, it's down 4.98%, still over 30,000 at 30,444 at the time of recording. Ethereum is down 14% in the last seven days, and it is above 2000 at 2090. So crypto markets are slowly recovering. They're still down significantly, but uh, they're holding their line at 30,000 for Bitcoin and 2000 for Ethereum. So there is hope out there. I'm not sure. It's probably going to drop again and before it goes back up. Um, but it's interesting to see the market move day by day. So for the stock markets, the S&P 500 is actually up 0.42% over the past five days, which is the first up in a while um, since I, I report this day by day. So it looks like maybe stock markets have hit their bottom and are bouncing back up, but there's also this idea that you're bouncing along the bottom. So um, never chase it. Like if you think a, a stock or a crypto is going to go up, you know, it may be tempting to, once you see it be up for a day, think like, oh, great, I'm going to buy because it's about to go, it's about to shoot up and I don't want to miss it. But realistically, you know, people, as soon as the market goes green, some people may take that as an opportunity to sell. So there are no guarantees in the market or investing. As I always say in my investing principles, five to 10 year horizon. Okay. And the NASDAQ similarly is up 0.34% over the past five days. So um, that's good for tech stocks, considering that the tech industry, I would say, is going through a reckoning right now. Okay, so let's go through the hot topics in tech. I had to take a sip of water because I have to talk about Elon Musk again. So I talked about this yesterday in where Elon Musk tweeted that the Twitter deal was temporarily on hold, the Twitter acquisition, um, until he gets some answers regarding these Twitter bots. So this is surprising to people because he should have known this was an issue before announcing that he was going to acquire Twitter, especially at that specific price point. And it's a little shady that all of a sudden now, now that Tesla stock is down and the greater markets have dropped significantly, that he is looking for a way out of this deal and using 
bots as a scapegoat. So I actually listened to Elon Musk being interviewed on the All In podcast. It came out yesterday. So the All In podcast is a podcast uh, where four men, they're all um, former founders or operators and are now investors in some way. Um, David Sachs from PayPal Pal fame, uh, David Freeberg, uh, who used to work at Google and has started some very successful um, food and science-oriented startups. There's Chamath Palihapitiya, who is uh, was early Facebook and is now um, the known as the SPAC King, uh, the special purpose acquisition company. Basically, these blank check companies that allow um, companies to go public without necessarily disclosing um, their financial reports and statements like they would if they went public through a traditional IPO. And last but not least, Jason Calacanis, the host of This Week in Startups and probably the most famous air, uh, most famous angel investor. And I do listen to his podcast because he gives uh, the information that I need, but at the same time, he inspired me to start this podcast because um, there just needs to be more diversity in this space. Anyway, so um, Jason, the host, is friends with Elon Musk, very public about it, and he interviewed Elon, and they talked about what was going on with the Twitter situation with the bots and the sentiment that I got from Elon is that he's absolutely not buying this company and not only is he not buying Twitter he's dragging them publicly and so I wouldn't be surprised if he pays the one billion dollar breakup fee which means if he doesn't go through with a deal he has to pay Twitter one billion dollars he may have to fight he may fight this because he may say that they shared inaccurate information in their SEC filings, which he is claiming. And then when Twitter drops so low because they're exposed for having, um, you know, a, a significant bot problem, which we already know Twitter does, then he's going to be able to scoop it up, maybe 50% off, 60% off, 70% off. So, you know, he's not the richest man in the world for no reason. This guy is smart. He knows what he's doing. And I'm sure he's going to benefit from whatever happens with this deal. And unfortunately, Twitter stockholders, Twitter employees kind of have to go along for the ride here. Okay, so I also have to mention, so the there was a shooting. People are referring to it as the Buffalo shooting. It happened Saturday afternoon, May 14th, and it was my birthday weekend. So I actually wasn't paying attention to the news and I only just heard about the Buffalo shooting uh, probably late Sunday and um, yesterday morning on Monday. So I'm going to quote from this article from The Verge. The details of the Buffalo, New York shooting are widely known and still painful to report. Ten people were killed on a Saturday afternoon in a supermarket that was a mainstay for residents of Buffalo's predominant Black East Side. A gunman live-streamed the murderous violence on Twitch and planned to inflict yet more before being stopped by police. So, continuing a quote from the article, Under Elon Musk's view of content moderation, any restriction on speech beyond what the law prescribed, proscribes is censorship. And by that standard, the video of the attack in Buffalo, however graphic, should have remained on the platform since videos of graphic violence are not illegal speech. So... 
I bring this up one um, I'm a black person that lives in America things like this affect me and two this was live streamed on Twitch which is a, um, a live streaming platform that's most notably used for video game streaming and it was very shocking to me that they uh, Twitch has an anti-violence policy and you know a no tolerance where you know so much of their content is people watching people play first first person shooter games and actively killing people i'm not saying that video games should not be violent i'm just saying i don't know how they reconcile that internally but people are calling out that elon hasn't mentioned anything about this and and i mean i guess he doesn't have to say anything he's already shared his uh, views on content moderation and it should it's assumed that he would not take this video down if it was put on Twitter but people want them people want to hear him say that um, because a lot of people disagree with that and it's just interesting what Elon is being loud about bots on Twitter something that we already are very well aware of as opposed to quiet about which is in these extremes scenarios on social media is there is some sort of censorship is there a, a a level of censorship needed to make the platform a safe enjoyable place for anyone i don't know the answer to that and that's why i'm not trying to buy twitter okay so next coinbase i have actually two very different hiring stories one from coinbase one from microsoft so coinbase is slowing their hiring to help weather the market downturn and this is from the block quit crypto i quote emily Choi, coinbase's president and chief operating officer said in a blog post on tuesday that the firm would be slow to slowing hiring to reprior reprioritize, quote, reprioritize our hiring needs against our highest priority business goals. The note had been circulated among staff earlier. Quoting again, heading into this year, we plan to triple, we planned, past tense, to triple the size of the company. Given current market conditions, we feel that it's prudent to slow hiring and recess our headcount needs against our highest priority business goals, she said. Headcount growth is a key input to our financial model, and this is an important action to ensure we manage our business to the scenarios we plan for, specifically the potential adjusted EBITDA we are aiming to manage to. So Coinbase initially was going to triple the size of the company, not so much anymore due to market conditions. And I'm actually just going to pull up the Coinbase stock uh, just to see what effect this has had um on the past on the on the stock price so coinbase is actually up today already from market open up seven percent in the past five days um it is up 20 percent so as i mentioned before stock holders shareholders are rewarding companies that plan to cut costs whether it's through headcount um, headcount is the easiest way to cut costs um, and they are basically benefiting from these companies saying we're not going to hire as fast 
Um, my heart goes out to people who are planning, who are in the middle of interviewing with Coinbase or, you know, planning a jump to Coinbase. This is, it's crazy how the market can change so quickly. We were just in the hottest labor market and all of a sudden some of the biggest companies are doing hiring freezes. So very different. Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft and full disclosure, I work at Microsoft. Uh, he details Microsoft's plan for significant additional investment in employee conversation. This is from GeekWire. I quote, Microsoft plans to nearly double its global budget for merit-based salary increases and increase its range for annual stock-based compensation by at least 25% for employees at the senior director level and below. The move detailed by Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella in an email to employees Monday morning represents an attempt to keep its compensation competitive in a tough market for tech talent in a broader environment of inflation. So um, it may seem confusing that one company like Coinbase is slowing their hiring where a company like Microsoft is um, not necessarily increasing their hiring but doubling their compensation budget. I think it's possible that Coinbase was um, the salary range for a Coinbase employee versus a Microsoft employee maybe it, it was higher at Coinbase, so Microsoft is taking this as an opportunity to um, close the gap in difference so they can be more competitive in the market. Um, that being said, I think all companies are being conservative in some way, and Microsoft is increasing their compensation to retain their talent and reward their talent and give them less of a reason to leave as opposed to... Um, steal talent from other companies. But I do see companies like, for example, if you're working at Coinbase, you may be thinking, well, maybe I should head to Microsoft because it seemed more secure. Okay, so next, queer segment. I'm almost 15 minutes, so I'm gonna be quick. So growing or going. So a lot of, when you're making a decision to leave a job, I think it's really easy to just leave when things get hard and move on. But when, at least I, I'll speak for myself, when I stay at a job through the hard pain, I grow so much. So I'm not, I'm not saying you should stay at a job that you don't like, but I'm just saying I only leave a job if I'm not growing. So while a job may not be ideal, but if I am being forced to level up in some way, operate in a more executive function, make more um, executive decisions, have those hard conversations, have conversations that I've never had before, escalate, things like that. Those are things that are being, I'm building basically my professional muscle. And if I just left when things got hard, I would never get that development. And I would repeat that pattern of as soon as things get hard, leave. So like, think about what you don't like about your job? Like, is it because um, it's really stressful? Have you thought about learning how to manage stress? Have you thought about communicating with your manager that it is stressful? Um, and have you thought about brainstorming how your job could be less stressful and pitching that to your manager? If you have not done that, do it because it's very possible your, pan your manager has no idea you're stressed. So long story short, Take a look at 
the reason why you're leaving. And even if it's something like being underpaid, have you asked for more? Have you built a case to ask for a raise? So I, I would say just do those hard things in your job, even if instead of immediately leaving because you can actually grow so much by having those hard conversations and people that rise up to executive levels at companies, they need to be masters and experts at having difficult conversations. So that's my tip, growing or going. Okay, and what am I geeked out about this week? I'm going to be having two guests on edition. So I have two guest interviews coming up. Really excited. Um, if you want to be on the podcast, if you have a non-traditional path of getting into tech, um, and I'll define what I mean by traditional path. Traditional path would be computer science, undergrad at Stanford, and then you started as a developer at Google. Like I would call that traditional. Um, that being said, maybe you, you were on scholarship and were able to you know, get Stanford paid for it. That's still non-traditional, right? So yes, I want to hear your story. I want the listeners to, you know, get some variety and tech stories. So just reach out to me, editionpod at gmail.com, or you can DM me on any of the social platforms. I would be happy to have you on. So, all right. Hope you have a happy Tuesday and I will talk to you tomorrow.